What is going on, my people? I am your host, David Espinoza, and this is Unload the Bar, episode 17. And on this week's episode, I bring along two of my buddies, Sam Ibrahim. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, It was uh, the episode where we talk about gym etiquette. He comes on today's episode and he co-hosts with me. And our guest for this week is my buddy, the Gare Bear, Garrett Merrow. He's a competitive power lifter. He comes on the show and he talks about on how he got started weightlifting his first day in the gym and how he impressed everybody there by deadlifting over 400 pounds at 5 foot 11 weighing 140 pounds soaked and wet yes and this was on his first day uh, right there and then he got the bug for weightlifting then he talks about on how he would prep for his competitions Uh, what kind of programming he did for his competitions. Then he talks about his his injuries that he suffered throughout his whole, not just his competition and career, but his whole entire life. The man has gone through a lot. And then he talks about on how he would eat 8 to 10,000 calories a day. Uh, I've heard of athletes doing this and how they would do it but I, I never heard it how Garrett would do it uh, it was interesting it was uh, different uh, but uh, but I it was a it was a fun conversation I enjoyed it and I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys enjoy our socials Facebook Twitter Instagram all under the same name unload the bar or you can shoot us an email at unload the bar at gmail.com send us questions send us feedback let us know what you guys think of the show and then you guys can subscribe to the show rate it review it and share it we're on all platforms every single app that you guys use to listen to podcasts We are on it, I think. I'm pretty sure we are. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher, Podbean, Overcast, CastBox. If we're not on the podcast app that you like to listen to, let me know and we'll get right on it. Before we get to the episode, I want to apologize uh, to you guys out there. You'll hear a lot of coughing in the background throughout this episode. Uh, I'm still getting over this sickness. Uh, this thing has been kicking my ass, and I'm barely recovering from it. And without further ado, here is the episode with my boy, Sam, Ibrahim, and our guest, the Gare Bear, Garrett Merrow. <laughs> Garrett, my man, I want to say thank you for coming on to the show. Um, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about oh, you from uh, Sam, who's going to be uh, 
co-hosting with me on this episode. Uh, so yeah, my man. I mean, as soon as you walked in the door, I was like, holy shit. This guy's pretty fucking huge. Yeah. He's a big dude. Uh, I, I told him how big you were, and he told how fat is he. I'm like, he's not fat, man. He's muscle. <laughs> That's good. Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> but thanks uh, uh, on, but I'm like, oh shit. Um, so like, how did it all started for you, man? How did uh, what was uh, what was that uh, that moment where you uh, started to pick up those weights? Um, that all started in high school. Started probably for football. Like a lot of journeys, I think start especially for just trying to get stronger and faster for the field. And um, I started really early on with some judo, did that for eight years, and then got into wrestling. And then someone kind of told me about football, and that kind of got me to, man, I need to get stronger because these guys are a lot uh-huh. bigger than me. And then to start So they asked you to be part of the football team because of what, your size? Or it was just a... Uh... It was, the, I guess they were short on, short on people at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey you know we need more people to sign up so uh-huh. i was like football sounds fun so yeah let's do this with some pads on and you were always a football fan no never before that never even no? watched it nothing i was just i just like sports and then so but yeah okay so it sounds like you were into uh like um wrestling and judo yeah, yeah. physical you know the physical yeah. was you like to throw people around yeah that's actually <laughs> one of my favorite parts of it so yeah when did uh-huh. you start the football um football was in uh 2003 in high school? Yeah, just high school. Freshman? Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so you then, so obviously, part of football, you have to uh, get stronger. Yeah, yeah, you have to uh, uh, get stronger. What position did you play? Uh, so, <coughs> I pe- played a little tailback and a linebacker. And okay. So went from there and just started getting stronger and faster. So, just through lifting, I loved lifting in the gym, hitting some PRs. Of course, they had the a wall. With like deadlift, bench, and you know weight classes, and then they had like little stickers. Oh, for like the uh, records. Yeah, for who had the record, and then you'd put your number on there. So that was always you saw that when you'd walk into the gym, and I think that's what kind of. So what? So that was the okay. So that was the first time you walked into the gym, and that was so the school gym. The school gym, yeah. So the school gym was the first gym you ever walked into. Yep. And obviously, you go in there and you see all these people working out. Yep. Uh, Was it intimidating for you in the beginning, or was just? it just seemed like it was awesome. Like, yeah. it was, you know, especially because you have all the the people that you're with in high school. You had friends there. So I made it an, an easy transition into there because there's people that you knew. Yeah. And then you knew that that's what you'd have to do to get stronger. So it was just a, a goal like, oh, man, this is kind of cool. This is, you know, move pretty smooth. And then. What was the first exercise that you, that you started? Deadlift. Deadlift, huh? That was, yeah. That was, <laughs> and I ended up loving it ever since. It's my favorite lift today. Uh, so I, well, re- I remember putting, I think I ended up my freshman year. I ended at 540, and then I got 500, I think, or 400 the very first day. 400? Yeah, because the guy was trying, he was a senior, and uh-huh. he, was, saw, he saw me, he was showing form. Of course, uh, it was the worst form you probably have yeah, ever probably. seen. Yeah, probably. But he was just throwing weight on there, and he's like, oh, my God, this guy, he could deadlift. So he mm-hmm. put more weight. He's like, try this. How, Here, um, try this. Uh, what was your weight at that time? I think um, at the start of my freshman year in high school, I was 135. And then by the end, and that was when I was cutting, though, because I was cutting for wrestling. For wrestling, yeah. And then for wrestling, I couldn't beat the 135 person. So I ended up jumping to the 171, so I was eating. Because oh, that, that was an open spot at the time. Uh-huh. So, so when did you deadlift 400? How heavy I think were I was you? probably like one, maybe 140. 
Damn. Like, 140? See, that's impressive yeah. for a first deadlift. <laughs> Man. So I think I contribute that to my coach, Jose. He teaches that Robert Drysdale, too. Uh-huh. Um, so in judo, you do the pickups. Uh-huh. So I'd be picking him up all day for when we do throws mm. and stuff like that. So and just kind of just transferred over. Yeah, because you would be picking <clears throat> him up off the ground, and then you'd get that arch. Yeah. So I feel like that explosion-ish we would do. We would do bands and stuff for explosion mm. and it's all similar stuff you do at the gym but with weight and so i just definitely needed to work on my form after after that, that yeah the day was the form was definitely it looked like a cat uh-huh you know, just kind of scared cat arching uh-huh. the back all the way up and just pulling and yelled and i locked it out and the guy was like the hell yeah so but after that day i loved it and and you were pretty out. sore uh, the next day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. My lower back was fried. I think I was walking in like Frankenstein, like rocking. Uh-huh. It, was, it was pretty bad. Holy so. shit, man. And so after that, so you you fell in love with it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I started lifting um, like pretty fluently, trying to research some stuff, lifting. Mm-hmm. Got through high school, did some football. And then mostly I just finished up in wrestling. Uh, got stronger and then by my senior year I was pretty much one of the strongest competitors for w- strength wise for wrestling mm-hmm. so that helped out a lot for you know compensating for technique and stuff like that um then so from so when you started you were at 140 playing mm-hmm. football right yep and senior year how much were you uh what were you at the my senior year like the in the summer to the summer at the end of the senior year uh-huh. I was 220 220 yeah so my goal was just to gain weight because same height throughout the whole yeah. entire year yeah, i didn't grow at all that was the most depressing thing wow how tall are you i was 5'11 freshman year i was like the tallest one and then i'm uh-huh. like i'll grow next year yeah yeah 5'11 nope. yeah. <laughs> sam 5'11 yeah. at 140 i was a little pencil holy shit that is thin that's super thin yeah Wow, I, mean, I, was, I was 140 in like seventh grade or sixth grade. Yeah, mm. my bench stayed the same though all the way through all of all high the way school. through. <laughs> so I think uh-huh. I progressed. I got to end it at 275 at the end of the the time, mm. and it was just terrible. I only worked squats and deadlifts. Really. So what were you eating, my man? Throughout that whole entire, you were just eating just whatever was in sight, or well, before I was, I weighed a lot more. Like when I first started wrestling, I was probably 180. And then okay. I cut down to cut down for competition Yeah, where I wanted to fill a spot. So over that time, I lost weight. And then after that, so my body was already bigger at one point. So it was mm-hmm. easier to get back up to the 180. And then after that, because, you know, over the summer and stuff, you start training, lifting, you're eating more. And you knew that's what you had to do. So it's like starting to do protein shakes because you're like, man, I need to increase my calories to get more weight. Did you mm. eat dirty or did you eat good? Oh, dirty. You, you got yeah. dirty. <laughs> yeah. And then so. Uh, but what kind of stuff did you eat? Just, just whatever? Yeah, just whatever my grandparents would cook. Just more of it because I lived with them. So. Uh-huh. And then so once I started doing more workouts, they, they were like, oh, my God, you're eating more. Uh-huh. And they started getting, they're like, I started, my growth spurt was out, not in or mm. not up. So yeah. they're like, oh, my God, we need to buy more food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the next yeah <laughs> so but uh actually i met one of my fr- my fulton white who's uh-huh. the guy that i was talking about before um he's he kind of mentored me into powerlifting and after he's he invited me to the gym one day and then i was lifting with him and he was like man you should do a competition i was uh-huh. like 
cool let's do this and so he signed me up for one and then um it was like 2007 I so did. so after so you uh when did you graduate 2007 in 2007 mm-hmm. so uh so from 2003 to 2007 you were just lifting just yeah. lifting for for football, football nothing any, yeah. yeah for football wrestling didn't do any kind of like specific type of programming or anything nope. like that you were just lifting weights just lifting that's weights that's all it was yeah. so what was your deadlift from I say you deadlift from 400 from at the at freshman year from senior year you ended at 633 633 yeah what well, how about squat squat i did 495 490 uh from the beginning no at the beginning at i the think beginning. It, that was like i think i got when i first started was like 3 Maybe I think two seventy five three, mm-hmm. and I didn't start loving squats until probably after high school. I don't think anybody started loving squats <laughs> when they first did it. When you no, first start working out, no, just, I didn't start I squatting. Don't love them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't start squatting. Start squatting until maybe like I don't know, four or five years ago, and I started lifting when I was eighteen. Now I'm 33. Yeah. I still so, don't yeah, like yeah. squats. I, uh, I mean, I, like I love squat them accessories. Yeah. I love, yeah, <laughs> like I love box squats. squats. I love squats Yeah, now. box squats are... Regular squats, there, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my. And then you said the bench didn't move anywhere, right? No, that was... I, I, went at two, <laughs> I went to 200, and then I think I ended up at... The last number was 275 at the end. So mm-hmm. it really didn't go up like my other lifts did. Yeah. So, and then deadlift, I finished at 633 or 635 or whatever it is for... And, and any of the girls uh, go in there and uh, uh, use the gym for for working out? Yeah, they were there. I'm yeah, sure they were there. That. And so you racked up the plates when they were there, right? <laughs> yeah, you always rack. Yeah, them you up. always rack <laughs> them up every day. <laughs> you always <laughs> right? do that. That's that's common courtesy. I mean, especially in high school, right? Yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, we had a pretty good coach there for when you first started. He would actually kind of go through the motions of like what's to do and stuff, racking your weights, like. Uh-huh. We weren't allowed to leave the gym until everything was off the floor. So, like, the yeah, last yeah. five minutes kind of thing, clean up. Uh-huh. So. so, okay, so, obviously, and do you know if you uh, still have those numbers up in that in, in that gym? Um, I'm not sure, but I think, like, three or four years ago, I had someone that I wrestled with said that they were there, so. Oh, they're still there? Yeah, just for the deadlift. That was the only one I uh-huh. had a record on, so. Oh, shit, man. I don't, I don't think know. anybody can touch that, right? I Probably there's people breaking records every day, so I mean, I mean we yeah. didn't think anyone was gonna deadlift a thousand pounds. I mean, uh-huh. I, I mean yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like a, oh damn, now we got people deadlift a thousand two hundred pounds. You oh, know? Yeah. So you know, and I see a lot of kids in our gym that you know they they graduate high school, or you can see like they're just fresh off the you know of high school, and they're pulling, pushing impressive mm-hmm. weight. Yep. You know, so I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, um, so. You graduate high school, and you started working out with your buddy. Yep. And he sees how impressive, or he's impressed of all your lifts. Yeah. So he tells you, hey, let's sign you up for a competition. And you're like gung-ho for it. Yep. Did you know anything about competing nope. or powerlifting even, or anything like that? I didn't know it was So you thing. didn't know what you were getting into? No. Not really. No, not at all. I mean, <clears throat> My first competition was uh, a competition with Ed Cohen when he came back for, like, his uh, anniversary lift. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot which one it was, but uh, that was my first competition. So this the, was in, still in 2007. Yeah. Okay. In 2007, 2008 was one of those two, and that's when. Uh, so how much time did you did did, they, did he give you to to train before well, like, the competition? Like 12 weeks. Like 12 like weeks. Yeah. Nothing big. Just uh-huh. something. Did he put you on a specific program? Um, he kind of guided me through numbers. Instead of doing more reps, he kind of cut out the reps, and then of course increased the weight because I would just kind of go for. Each time you'd burn out for reps, kind of thing. I never had a plan. Did he didn't have any kind of like peaking program or anything? Or no, uh, I usually started that actually probably <laughs> that I started getting a hang of that in like 2009. So when I got a little bit more information on it and uh-huh. developing my research skills for powerlifting specifically. Yeah, it gets a little complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes <laughs> so a huge the, difference too. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, you're, we're trying to train nervous system versus. And I think that's a big thing a lot of people in powerlifting have a problem with, especially doing multiple sports. They come in and they're like, oh, I want to be able to do a million reps. I'm like, well, you did a million reps. Now you're going to be tired to do your next lift. Like you got to do your lifts and slowly hack weight. You know, one or two reps is all you're going to end up having to do anyway. So, yeah, well, but I get I get that question a lot. Why, why are you only doing one or two or three reps? It's because I'm trying to peak and trying to get a PR, and uh, I can't do sets of eight to ten. Yep, doesn't cut it. Nope. Uh, and so, so he didn't have you follow a program. No, he just slowly it? increased the weight. Um, I think he uh, had a game plan overall, okay. but I wasn't. He wasn't involving me in it. He was kind of. I like to keep be kept in the dark for the game plan. Like I don't like to know my numbers. Oh, what, yeah. what kind of just psychs you out a little bit, or like no, what is it? It's fun to go out there and then you don't know what the weight is, and you're just you're there to hit it. That's oh, fun. you don't know? Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. About that. <laughs> so that's, that's the best part. Yeah, even... Um, that's the first time I've ever heard. I think next yeah. time we're at the gym, I'm loading up your bar. Yeah. Just, you know, oh, yeah? You don't get Blind, to look. So what, yeah, so just, yeah, like a fucking like bird box or what? Just well, like fucking just go in there blindfolded? Well, I kind of had an idea, you know, <laughs> like especially for when I competed, uh, when I started getting in the, in the 700s. So I'd have an idea, like, I'm going to hit eight. I just didn't know what my third list would be. Yeah. So I'd kind of let him pick what my numbers were, like my goal. And then he would see my form on my second lift, and he'd pick the next number for me. Um, and so that's when at Wobdell, and that's that uh, tested competition for bench and deadlift, um, I hit uh, 8.05 and deadlift. So I knew that was going to be in the cards no matter mm-hmm. what for uh, – my second lift, my first lift was like seven, seven fifty. Then it was or seven sixty. Then it went seven or eight oh five. And then my third lift was something he was gonna pick, and okay. I didn't know what it was. So uh, I attempted the eight. I think it was eight forty two or something like that at the uh-huh. time. That was the the Wobdel world record for two seventy fives. So. I missed it by like an inch. Just uh-huh. couldn't yeah. rack that last. Yep, missed it by an inch. Couldn't rack out the last little bit. And then uh, at the very end, Gus, who's the owner of that federation, came mm-hmm. up to me and basically told me, "Man, if you would have just looked at the ref, who would have gave it to you?" <laughs> so that was like the most. Uh, so, so you're you you were locked out, or your knees were still soft, or what was? I it? felt I wasn't complete. Like I thought, like I wasn't even near finishing it. And everyone else was like, you were like an inch, like you look like you were locked out. Like, huh. so, mm. and I was like, oh, well. So your head was like, down a little bit? Yeah, I was still pulling, pulling, uh. and leaning back. So I, I, to me, I wasn't, I wasn't even close to locked out. Uh-huh. So then that was the last time I hit those numbers for a while. So, yeah. 
So that was your first competition. No, that was this is later on. That was oh, okay. So 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 what was your your uh, going into the your first competition? My first competition, I ended up pulling uh, like I think it was like six forty something. Uh-huh. And then I my bench was still like I think it was like two seventy seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that that never increased at That's all. Such a huge difference for bench to deadlift. Yeah. Oh yeah. I um, all the way in high school when I first started lifting. I never understood why people benched because in all contact sports like judo and wrestling, you're going to use more of a pulling motion. The push motion is just to do a setup. So you don't have to True. be that strong to push somebody. Like you just do a little tap and then they're going to lean forward and then you pull. And so I always mm. did like back work and legs versus. Mm-hmm. When I was in chest. high school, everything was different. It was, it was squat and bench. Yeah. Nobody ever deadlifted really. Yep. No one. Usually that's what it was, but I love deadlifts. So I do it over there and yeah. But yeah, it's, deadlifts is kind of like a new. I mean, obviously it's been here forever, deadlifts. But I mean, it's it's gone in popularity just recently, right? Because I mean, like you said, squats and bench was like the thing. That's why everybody asks, you know, how much do you bench, right? I mean, no, that's been around forever since I was a little kid. You know, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, now it's just you see a lot more people deadlifting more than ever. I think because that's actually like, it shouldn't be how much do you bench should be the question. It should be how much do you deadlift because honestly, that's going to be a show of strength more than the bench press. But for that, but I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying though. Like, like that was the question, you know, the people look at you and they see how muscular you are and, and they, they'll come up to you and ask you, like, well, how much do you bench press? Yeah. That's you know? it, I always, but, that's what I'm, but I, I yeah. but I totally agree that yeah. that, that should be the new question. Like, you know, how much do you pull? Like how much, well, you know, yeah. what's your deck? I think it should be more of a squat. How much you squat? Cause I think squatting is more technical even. So we can do heavy squat and have good form and do it right without breaking yes, your back. But, and but the reason why they ask you those questions is because they see your upper body. They see your chest. They see your back. They see your arms. They don't see your legs. So they're not going to ask you, you know, how much, you know, you squat. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, that's the, pretty much the reason why. Yeah. I just, I feel like the people who are like more educated about it <clears throat> understand that deadlift is more like an athletic part it's still the strength and you still have to be have to have the strength the speed and then with that you just have to have that urge to finish that pull because at the end of the day you know they might complain about your deadlift you might get hitching and stuff like that but at the end of the day you got it yeah you know you might not get it in the competition but at the end well, of the day you can walk away with a lot of strong man so yeah, exactly that's what i'm saying like at the end of the day you pulled up you know if someone does even terrible form and they pull up 800 uh, they still pull 800 they still pull it <laughs> they still got it off the ground so i know that's why like sometimes i'll see people at our gym and then i see them pull how much they pull it scares me oh well, yeah but you the mean you see, they, they, me. you see their form their technique and i'm like oh and i just start talking shit right in my head <laughs> i start talking I, shit I in talk my head shit out loud yeah. <laughs> I say it out loud yeah i do but too then, that's the bad part but i mean but then i'm like okay well i mean at the same time they were still able to pull yeah. that amount of weight or bench you know or, or push that amount of weight or squat that amount of weight yeah. you still have to give them credit no yep. but at the end of the day how b- about half of those people are just going to be are going to be injured i don't know how some of these people are pulling the way they well, are of course I, yeah something I, it's, it's gonna happen I mean, I've, I've torn a hamstring twice and it was still with good form it's just there's so many other factors oh, yeah but, 
I see people do dumb stuff at the gym all the time, and I get frustrated because I've been hurt a few times. But then you do great form, great form, great everything, and you get hurt. And then the person who's doing the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life I've been at the gym and then I've talked to them about mm. how many injuries they have. And they're like, oh, I've pulled, you know, I pulled my bicep a little bit one time. And I'm thinking to myself, good Lord, how is that? How's that uh-huh. possible? I've seen, like, I don't tell them that, but uh-huh. I'm like, dude, I've seen you do pull ups. That's not good. Like, just that alone looks like it would mess your shoulders up. So. Or like, I saw this guy at the gym uh, this morning. He was, uh, he was benching 225, older guy. <clears throat> But I, I'm seeing his form, his technique. His elbows are super fucking flared out. Uh, he's not touching his uh, chest. He's struggling with the weight. He pushes it back, and he's over here grabbing his shoulders, and he's, like, grabbing them, and he's just like, ugh. And then I start seeing him, like, he's stretching out his lower back because he has this super crazy-looking uh, arch on his, uh, on his lower back. Uh, and I'm just like, well, I mean... I mean, I mean, come on, dude. And you can't I mean, say anything. And you can't say no. anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, because either they know and they're doing it wrong, uh-huh. or they have no clue, and then you look like the jerk walking up you to You look them. like yeah. the asshole. And that's why I told Sam, and me and Sam have had conversations about this. Like, I feel like us as, uh, as, uh, as uh, a community, that if you see somebody in, in dire need of help, you should probably go, you know, and tell them, like, ask them. Like, I've hey, tried it, and it never works. Well, okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Never. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, obviously, we're, we're a lot more experienced than, you know, the average person. But, like I said, I feel like we have, uh, like we, we have the responsibility, you know, to if you see somebody that needs help, to go up to them and tell them, but... At the same time, you don't know how these people are going to react and you don't know how they're going to take this because I'm for for sure like our our good buddy, Sonny, like, you know, he's he's been lifting for like 20 plus years. He's a genetic freak. He's a genetic freak, big muscular dude. He's just, yeah, yeah. He, He has it all. And, you know, sometimes he'll come up to me and he'll say, oh, you know, you want to get your back a little bit more activated when you're doing the, the one-arm row. Try this, try that. And then I'm over here looking at him I'm like, you motherfucker, dude, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and, but, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's why I don't. If somebody's going to want to come up or ask for help, for sure, I'll go up and help you know people, whatever. But hundred percent on that. But I will never go up to somebody and say like, "Hey, your form is a little off. You should probably try to do this. Try to probably uh, do that." He'll he'll and come then, up to me and do it. <coughs> well, oh yeah, friends. for sure. Yeah. You got to do that. For oh friends. yeah, for friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I give him a hard time about his form being a little off, he gets he gets butt hurt. No, that's not true. <laughs> that was a quick answer. That's uh, not true. He'll give me, you know, he'll throw his little critiques here and there and shit. And I'll take I do just mainly give him a hard time. <laughs> his form is like almost textbook perfect. Well, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't go up to people. But uh, uh, the, the one thing, the one thing I will tell people, even if I just barely know them, on bench, the one thing I'll say without getting a bad reaction is use leg drive. And they, for some reason, they won't take that as an insult. <laughs> I tell them to drive with their leg, and they always try it, and they always do better. Yeah, that oh, little that's balance. awesome. The little flex. Yep. With I tell uh, them their legs have to be sore. At the end of the set, mm-hmm. if you're not feeling it in your legs, you're not doing it right. That's what you tell them? 
Yeah, and, and I've I've helped a few guys have come up to me. And, oh man, my bench has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're lifting their legs off the ground, they're bouncing their feet. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that a lot. They don't have a good base. Yeah, I tell them to plant it once. Don't move it at all, and that is it. Mm-hmm. And I'm all pressed to your legs, almost like you know, lift your ass off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, try to keep it on, but you know, if you spread out your legs and press hard, you should stay there, and you'll notice your bench going up. Yeah, I mean, for some reason they won't take that as an insult. Well, because you're still not well. If you try to tell them anything on a deadlift, everything's an insult. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I just, I just try to stay away from. I just stay all there and watch them. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I won't that's say nothing. Sta- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let just, them come up to me and ask when I do do deadlifting, and that's uh-huh. about it. And then I'll tell them like, "Hey, nobody asks anything in our gym." Although come up every once in a while, we have a few, but I make a, a point to help the people who do. Uh-huh. Because if if you're over here, you know, like I I'll be making fun of something, you know, I don't tell it to them or anything, but just to me. <laughs> but if I'm not I'm not any better if I don't help them out too, because then I'm just letting them keep going. I'm not going to approach them about it, but they come to me and like, yeah. hey, can you can you show me something on the squat real quick? And I'll be like, yeah, hundred percent, because mm-hmm. they're already showing an interest to just improve themselves, and they already know they're doing something, uh-huh. and they're coming to hopefully get some answers that's how, that's how you get better i got better over the years by asking everybody that i knew was stronger and bigger and i knew competed even when i was a kid I always people and back then people always loved helping you and that's just how i learned you know and uh, people don't seem to be very social and ask anymore or like to help each other like at our gym you just don't see it they don't well, I mean, talk about going out and partying and everything but nobody actually talks about the exercises well, let's they're be, doing i mean let's be fair here because uh, I've noticed from me, I noticed looking at you when you work out, you don't have like a real welcoming <laughs> presence, right? So, and I'm, missing, I'm exhausted. Okay. I mean, lifting <laughs> so, heavy is hard. So I mean, he has his weights stacked up. He brings his own clips. Um, he changes his shoes. He has his gym bag. He, he's just, you know, he has like that, just that, 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 what is that called? That, that, that bitch resting face, right? So he has that oh, shit going. <laughs> but, but I mean, I have it though too. And that's why people don't come up to me and they ask me any questions. And I've had people come up to me and say like, hey, I always wanted to talk to you or get advice, but you look like an asshole. So, I mean, that's why I don't come up to you. And then the same thing with Sam. I mean, Sam looks like a dick. Honestly, he looks like an asshole. Oh, man. <laughs> he looks like an asshole, but, you know I mean, obviously you get to know him. He's a cool dude. But, I mean, you're not welcoming, though. You don't look welcoming. You look yeah. like you're always, you look like you're just there to fucking lift. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, if you're doing accessories lightweight, it's just a, it's a light day. It's easy to talk to people. Yeah. Sometimes on those heavy days, I, I can barely... Uh, you can Keep barely like hold a conversation. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just hard. It's hard, and some people don't realize it, you know, because you know not everybody's there for the same reason. Mm. Yeah, I think it also depends on if people are training for goals too. Because if you have someone who's like training for you know bodybuilding show or oh, yeah. specific for powerlifting, specifically, yeah, people that are, yeah, specifically for the people that are like ready to uh, getting ready to compete, they don't want to talk to anybody. They're it's fucking a different attitude. Yeah, not just that, but I mean, their training is just it's fucking just on a whole different level. Well, they're dehydrated. They're, they're, they're dehydrated. No carbs, nothing. No, yeah, they're just they're low in calories. They're just 
just angry at the world that just they're just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just hating. We, we have a few of those people at our gym. You can tell. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. That's and, why, and I've yeah. talked to people like that that have, you know, they just th- they don't want to have a conversation. They have low. They're working with low energy. And, you know, they're just, it, it just, this whole competition is just, you know, a grind. it's a super, yeah, it's totally a grind and there's just, it's a 24 seven thing. So, I mean, I get it. That's why when I, you know, I see somebody like that I don't talk to them or I just try to stay out of their way or try to make uh, their life a little bit easier. Just by just, yeah, like just getting out of the way or if they want to use the, 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 the equipment that I'm using, yeah, go for it, man. Go, I mean, take it here. You know, I'll find something else. I know you're going through a lot of shit right now. So, but uh, we got sidetracked here. <clears throat> So, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. So you got done with your first competition. You're uh, happy with the results, right? Yeah, definitely. Where'd you um, place? Um, I got first. You got first. Yeah. Your first competition? Wow. Are you serious? I, I think Damn. I had like two other competitors with me, and then that's still impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think I lost on bench, uh-huh. and then I got second on bench. I got first in deadlift, and then first overall. So nice. What, yeah. All right, so, so. Um, you got the bug right after oh, that. Oh, it was over. And you were ready for the next competition. Yep. So and so, how long was it between your first and your second competition? I'm probably another, probably six months went by. Six months went by. Yeah. And what kind of training were you doing between those six months? Um, mostly, uh, basically I found out what the deadlift record was, and I was trying to shoot for that for the longest time was uh, for the juniors, and Wobdell was seven, 742, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was shooting for that. That was my next goal at 242. Mm. was kind of what I wanted to hit because that was the oldest record they had for juniors. Yeah. And so I was like, that's the one I want to beat then. So that's and the so, one. Yep. Well, I tried for it many times. I've I've pulled it up. I never got it. So mm-hmm. got it to just, just pass my knees a couple times and just never was able to finish that last little bit to – get that record though and you're doing the same kind of training as you were for the first competition just kind of the at the very beginning yes and then i kind of evolved it a little bit as i went along to like you know starting with sets of 10 just to get form was back. your buddy still your coach or you were yeah, just doing it on your own uh he was well we always worked out together so he's always kind of been there to push me a little bit and yeah coach me mm-hmm. um so i'd always just go through a program and just slowly cut it out you know slowly cut out the reps and the sets as we get closer to the competition um, and in doing so, you kind of learn how, you know, just, you know, getting that one, just doing one rep for your warm up, your last warm up, just to touch the weight mm-hmm. saves a lot of energy. You find out little tricks of like when you're first doing your first deadlift, um, as you get close to the competition, like I would just do partial reps, just the very beginning, like with 135, you do 10, but you only do halfway up just to save that little bit extra. So you don't get a bad pump in your back or something. Mm-hmm. And so I slowly change and adapt my workouts to how I'd feel or what I would see or someone different. Like when I worked out with, uh, um, I forgot his name now. Um, he told me to stand on plates to train. And then as you get closer to competition, take the plates out. So I'd start standing, deadlifting off two 45 pound plates. And then as you get closer, you know, a couple weeks in, take off one plate, a couple more weeks, take the other plate. Cause then you're going to get, your, your stance a little bit lower and 
I just incorporated that into my yeah deficit training is brutal. I didn't know that until I started, you know, working at the one of the other gyms, and the trainer told me about it. Uh You ever use chains and bands? Yes, chains, a lot more. But West Side style. (laughs) Yeah, that that hurts at the very top. Yeah, yeah, chains and uh, bands, especially doing speed work. Yep, I hated that. Uh Well, I mean, so. You started incorporating all that stuff, and so you, the, the the first competition, you guys, you're starting to get a feel for everything. Obviously, the second competition, you started putting in more uh, different types of uh, techniques and 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 uh, switched up the strategy. How was your your body holding up uh, uh, during that uh, training? I think it was a little bit different just because of the fact of I went from doing more more reps and changing mm-hmm. out from more reps to the switching out to like one or twos. So that kind of was easier on a little bit of different recovery. So yeah. you're kind of healing faster because you're not doing as many reps, but then also you're, you know, you're doing heavier weights. So you're still sore, but it's a, it feels different. I yeah. guess it's a different soreness that you would get from being burnt out doing a burnout set and tons of reps and just doing that you know singles Uh and doubles always fried my cns yeah of course nervous (laughs) system yeah (laughs) and but i mean yeah i mean so uh, how many hours were you putting in a week and how many days i think i was i'd usually at the beginning of my training for a competition is five days a week Mm. and then i slowly would cut that out to like three days as i got like six weeks out because mm-hmm. then i just do my bench squat and deadlift on those days mm-hmm. and then i would cut that down until you know like 14 days before the competition i wouldn't do deadlift and then i would squat still but i wouldn't deadlift and then so you just start dropping off numbers and reps mm-hmm. so as you got close to the competition you spent less time in the gym and that kind of plays a mental role because then you get more urge to be back in the gym so yeah and then the very last week you just don't touch any weights whatsoever and just get bored at home and rest uh-huh. and recover and then hopefully you're ready to go by that that weekend. When you were uh, working five days a week, what kind of split did you do? Um, I started off really simple, just like the Monday was chest, um, Tuesday was legs, and then I did some shoulders on Wednesday with abs. And then I did, uh, I think I did some like arm work, light arm work, abs, just to be in the gym um, on Thursday. And then Friday I would do deadlift. And that would be like my deadlift and just like deadlift accessories because I already did legs on that Tuesday. And then eventually it would cut down to the three days where like one day would be bench, then the other day would be shoulders and arms. And then the next day after that would with abs. The next day after would be just either bench or or, um, deadlift or squat but put that as my leg workout. So you do the deadlift and then you do all your leg accessory stuff with it. And what kind of calories were you taking in during, uh, <laughs> during this prep? Well, at the point where, when I, when I was pulling the eight hundreds, um, I was trying to get between eight and 10,000 calories a day. Eight to 10,000. Yeah. And you thought I was bad at 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Um, he so was trying. Was, it's okay. So what, what time was your, uh, what time was your first meal of the day? Well, so what I would do to trick my body too is right before you go to bed, you chug a liter of water uh-huh. after your protein shake. That's 75 grams, 25 whey isolate, 25, <sighs> 25 egg, 25 casein. 
uh-huh. then you'd mix that with peanut butter and whole milk. Oh man, you chug that like... before you go to bed. And this is before you go to this bed. This is before you go to bed, so that you could have your first meal super early. So what you do? <laughs> so you eat that, or you drink it, your mm. thick shake, and then that you... shake is his whole meal for the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> then you would make up uh, two more shakes. So uh, I pre-mix shakes, and then uh, I'd chug a liter of water right before I go to bed, uh, and I'd put two shakes on my toilet seat. So then when I'd have to go pee in the middle of the night, oh you my could chug God, them. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> just too, that's just too much for me. <laughs> I, couldn't, I got to the point where I didn't know where to add calories, and uh-huh. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. So I found out that the only way I could keep more calories in my body was to do that and literally have your protein shake right before you go to bed and then you'd probably make up one or two more times throughout the night to go pee and, uh, you, and you would just, just chug down a, another shake yep you go pee and chug that and go back to bed i never had the problem of eating i could eat all day i had to control myself and oh, and i did all my calories non-shake i couldn't handle shakes oh that's good that's uh shakes aren't as good as real food anyways so that's they, good. they don't sit well with my body at all so you okay, say so you said you wake up in the middle of the night a couple times to go pee right yeah you just chug that liter of water just before you go to bed so you yeah, get to yeah. sleep and so you get to sleep yeah yeah. So it's gonna happen. So so the first time you wake up, you you chug down another shake, yep. go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Then you'll what? Wake up like another hour or two, or uh, it depends. Sometimes you'd wake if you had to go pee. Like I just made it. If you know how you just wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh man, I gotta pee, but I can hold it until morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just get up and go. Make that your, your that's your alarm clock. Yeah. So you could go drink another protein shake. Wow. Dude. How big were you at this point? That I got up to two ninety four was the biggest I got to. Two ninety four. Yeah, and then that's when I cut down to a two ninety four, and then <laughs> I cut down to the two seventy fives for the Mister Olympia when I competed at there. Uh-huh. So, okay, so 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 we got your your diet throughout the night. It's what you ate during the night. What'd you eat during the day? Um, first thing in the morning was um like directly as I got up was a protein shake mm-hmm. and then I'd start cooking my chicken for the rest of the day and my eggs for breakfast. So then I could go take a shower, then come back. And How many sh- eggs? Uh, yeah, it's 10 to 12, 10 to 12 eggs, yeah. but I would cut out the egg yolks. So it wasn't, as, oh, okay. it so wasn't it was like it? a whole bunch of, yeah, you know, yeah okay. okay. Uh, so that cuts down quite a bit. Actually, you, t- you took out all the yolks. No, I would leave, uh, three or four. Okay, and just to keep that throughout the day, because mm-hmm. for a little color, yeah, for a little bit of a little, color. <laughs> a little flavor, and then uh, <clears throat> I just throw stuff in that. Uh-huh. And I, my goal was just between eight and ten ounces of a meat, and then eight or ten ounces of a carb in a meal, and then I would pack like four meals throughout the day to take with mm-hmm. me, and then I'd pack three protein shakes, mm-hmm. and then just eat it <laughs> the and now with your 10,000 calories yeah well usually I'd have one cheat meal throughout the each day and uh-huh. that was literally like, that's I fell in oh, love each with. day yeah it was, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was you would reward he, yourself he, every day <laughs> he told me about him going to in and out and eating two four by fours each time yeah t- so you'd go to in and out eat two four by fours two fries a large the extra large chocolate shake and then mm. of course you got to get a diet coke to wash it that one meal is over 2,000 calories yeah man but i mean it's kind of easy though to eat that shit they're not that yeah. big of a brute they're not that big patties like, each double double is like 750 calories a double double so imagine a four by four man yeah. 
So 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 each day you would have a, a cheat day. Yeah. So, a cheat meal. Yep. So you would just mix it up. Or would you have the same thing every single day? Or? No, I I loved the pizza. Okay, so you have pizza. <laughs> pizza was definitely. <clears throat> what about the skyline? The Skyline meals. Oh, that's uh, me and my friend Chuck started going there. But before we go to Skyline because it was cheap, and uh-huh. you could get the dollar ninety nine breakfasts, mm-hmm. and you could get one of those, and you could get the steak meals too. But they were like five ninety nine at the time, mm-hmm. so you could get three of those, and then you could get the the old the the dollar ninety nine breakfast. You know, uh-huh. for twenty bucks, you just got you know three six ounce steaks, and then you got. <laughs> Nine eggs. I think it was uh-huh. like a total. One yeah. So one that, at one point, that's what I was eating. At, well, uh, yeah. And that's at that skyline that was there uh-huh. for a while. So, like, how was your digestive doing? I mean, it was probably super stressed out with all this food that you were taking in, huh? It definitely was. I think uh, the only things that really held me together, really, for nutrition wise, were um, I was taking a pharmaceutical grade multivitamins. Uh-huh. And then I was taking. You know, six grams of fish oil a day, which I still kind of try to keep up on. Six grams? Yeah. How much is that? It's like it's like uh, each, each pill is like each what? pill is like one gram. It's one gram. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a lot of fish oil, though. Yeah. So why well, isn't that the like, recommended? It's about two six grams. grams? Is, yeah, as you say, I never took more than two or three a day. I thought it was, was like three. It. Oh, okay. It's he's at least doing double. Yeah, that was about it. But I was using it for to try and keep my blood pressure and everything down. So. Mm. And so far, I've been in. I haven't had high high blood pressure really. Yeah. So. Now you're lucky. Yeah, I'm gonna keep packing that fish oil down. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you so so that's the amount of calories you take between competitions. Then. Yeah. Okay. So and, and so you hit your second uh, competition, and uh, how'd you do on that one? Um, just uh, ended up competing. I did my sub second competition. Uh huh. Like I think I pulled like 660 there, and then, uh-huh. uh, for Wobdle, I pulled, or then I qualified for Wobdle Worlds, which was the next one we went to, mm-hmm. and I think that was like seven, seven months away from that competition. Seven months away from that one, mm-hmm. and uh, what year was that? I think that was like 2009. 2009. Yeah. So all of this was happening when, like, in two, yeah, two years, right? Yeah. Shit. So from yeah, from 2007, from 2009, you did all that. Yeah, just cutting out the reps was the big part. I think just uh-huh. you know going from the mentality of you have to keep moving that number of reps to mm-hmm. focusing on your form and yeah. transition to this the single reps or play a big role. Mm-hmm. Single reps to me are more fun. <laughs> it goes by yeah. But the gym sessions usually end up being longer. They're, yeah, they're way longer because, I mean, one gym session for you, it's like what? For deadlifts, I think it was like three hours or something. So three hours long just doing the deadlifts? Well, deadlifts, then your accessories, and like your some accessories. back stuff. But How long are your breaks in between sets? Um, Five minutes, like you would do in a competition, you know, because you'd go through a whole rack of however many people are going to be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five minutes, on the, even on the singles. No, just the single part. Like as you got to a work set, so like your warm up, I'd go pretty steadily, like maybe two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, and then I always do right before I start my work set. My last warm up set is a single, just to get used to that weight. So it's like that gap weight. So you're not just jumping to something super heavy, but you're not skipping a weight. So then I'll just do a single, good form, single, knock it out, 
then I'd start my five minutes and then start my sets. Mm. Three hour gym session. That's a lot of sets. Yeah. And then you still bring food with you there too. So, <laughs> so are you eating your gummy bears between each set or uh, uh, Skittles? Or you're <laughs> Skittles. He's making fun of me. No, no, no. Because when I'm doing like my heavy compounds, him and uh, this girl at the gym were making fun of me for having my sour gummies because I needed it. You got it. It's energy. Uh, that long. No, 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 no. I understand <laughs> it. I understand why people do it. But well, he gave me a hard time about it today, and I haven't done it in forever. <laughs> He's telling me that's why I have my stomach problems. Well, I mean. I liked it. It was good. It was tasty. <laughs> it was your little treat but, but after I mean, you finished I tell it. him that he should probably compete. He should go ahead and go ahead and try it. And, and yeah, definitely. Do, you got fun. Try it out. But. I, I got to work back up now that I lost my 80 pounds. I got to start from scratch again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I see him going out and, you know, he'll pull out the, the gummy bears and he'll start, you know, chewing away on that shit. But, uh, uh, so your Skittles was your thing, though. Yeah, I liked Skittles and Pop-Tarts. Yo, so you eat Pop-Tarts between each side? Like, just a little bit of one. Yeah, yeah. I did Pop-Tarts, too. I couldn't too. eat the whole thing, but I'd have, like, one or something just because that would give you that extra quick calories. Uh-huh. And I do, like, now I've, because before I didn't have that much for, like, supplementation besides, like, protein and stuff. So now I'm, like, yeah. into the, like, Vitargo and stuff like that. You can kind of mix that, and it gets into your system pretty quick. This guy likes to work out fasted. Fasted? Oh man! I yeah, I I feel like I well, okay. So I've yeah, I'll eat a meal before, and I would go to the gym, and I would feel sluggish okay. when I would yeah when I would go ahead and work out. But uh, ever since I started fasting, I feel like my energy levels are way up. I feel like I can go forever in the gym. So how do you feel? Do you feel like your athleticism increases? when you do that or like as you're fasting and then when you're eating do you feel like you're like more just strength base increases when you do that when you eat before Mm. or neither uh you know what i i've never really noticed it okay honestly um i don't know it's just uh, uh, to me Ever since I started fasted, going into the gym, I, f- I felt stronger. I felt clear-headed. I feel uh, uh, lighter. I felt, I don't know, I just got a, okay. like a better feel for the gym or, when the, or the workouts when I would feel, uh, be fasted. Every time when I would eat, I was just like the like the workouts would just be sluggish. I'll be yawning. I would yeah, but be sluggish and strength are two different things. Yeah, you still be no, no, no. strong and be sluggish. no, yeah, yeah. But it's just I would just be like, ugh, you know, I gotta go do fucking, <gasps> you know, pull ups now. Like, ugh. After that, I gotta go do uh, some one arm rows, and then right after that, it's like, ugh, I still got all this shit I gotta get fucking done. I just that was the kind of attitude that I would have. So that's what I mean by sluggish. It's just like. Each exercise, each set, which just feels like it would take forever to get done. Now that, you know, fasted, I just have coffee. You know, that's my yeah. little pre-workout, and that's what I do. That's good. And I'm now that, I'm just so. like one exercise to the other to the other. I already know what I got to do. I already know what to pull, how much weight, da 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 So I don't know. I just I, I, That's how I feel the difference from it, so. 
Okay. Maybe you should try it. Yeah, that's maybe your list will go up. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think maybe so. Cheaper, I think. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're not. You're not deadlifting 800 on an empty no, stomach. No, not. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, like I, I said, I, I I felt like I've I, I've gotten stronger. Yeah. Doing it. I try so. to give myself like an hour and a half before I go work out after a big meal. Yeah. Mm. An hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Uh, so you, you go to Worlds, right? Yep. So you go to Worlds. Uh, obviously, that's a big competition right there. Yep. Uh, you know, the the best of the best, you know, show up to that yep. thing. Uh, um, uh, how was it for you going into that stage, into that atmosphere uh, of – you know, of of being with those all those you know top notch, the 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 cream of the crop, the 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 elite, you know. Um, I think it felt pretty good just because of the fact of going there. I knew I was ready and I'd been training for a while, mm-hmm. and I put you know a lot of time in the gym, and that's like you're gonna see it on the platform. You know, people aren't gonna see the time you put into the gym; they're only gonna see the platform. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was where I had a lot of fun and. I was able to treat it because I competed for wrestling and judo and stuff. And I always had, I'd always pace and mm-hmm. everyone makes fun of me for my pacing. Cause I like do like the WWE walk back and forth. And mm-hmm. I keep my head down, you know, I'm just listening to some music and mm-hmm. getting, getting pumped for it, you know, keeping myself loose. And I just think I've, you know, from coming from the wrestling and everything, it didn't bother me as much that it was a big competition. Cause it was just something, another, you're, you're just competing. Yeah. And so, um, by the time it was ready to go, I was excited, ready to go. And the competition was here in Vegas, so I didn't have to travel too far. So that mm-hmm. was nice. That okay. takes a little bit of the butterflies away. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just a good competition. Um, we put, I think I've been a seven, something seven, a low seven, seven Oh five or something, whatever mm-hmm. the number was. So I applied for juniors and I applied for the men's open. I think I got third in men's open, and then I got first in juniors. How old were so, you in at a world? That was uh, probably twenty. You were twenty. Yeah. Holy shit! So, yeah, about twenty, I think, at that one. At that one. Yeah. So you did pretty good at worlds. Yeah. Made I, a name for yourself. Yeah, I qualified after that one. Uh huh. I qualified for uh, Mr. Olympia after that. Uh-huh. And that's in 2010 was Mr. Olympia. So so all of this was like in a three-year span Yeah. from, you know, from grad, from leaving high school all the way up to here. Yeah. And I mean, that's impressive, though, too. I mean, just to do it in three years of, you know, putting those kinds of numbers. Yeah, it's just once you get into the gym, you put dedication towards that. I wasn't doing. Like, but did you even notice that, like, you know, what you were doing was a pretty big deal no I no still, like even today when people talk about it i'm just uh-huh. it doesn't i don't know it's just not that big to me because it was i've seen people do more because you always compare yourself like you yeah, said at the yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. you were your harshest critic uh-huh. i'm my harshest critic on yeah anybody can give <laughs> you all, all the all the compliments in the world but exactly. it doesn't mean shit to you they, because that's not what how you feel yeah, about yourself exactly just for that and that's a big thing in powerlifting 
Yeah. I always compare myself to somebody else. There's always mm-hmm. a, there's always so many people lifting heavier. But it's not like that's with not just powerlifters, but with athletes in yep. general, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're always comparing themselves to other people, or whatever you accomplish isn't wasn't you know good enough, or I could have done this better, I could have done that better. It's good motivation instead of accepting for sure the taste of victory. You kind of uh-huh. play down your victory, and but I think that's what motivates those athletes that are good, because then even if they win, they're not you know slowing down on their workouts and stuff like that and still mm-hmm. showing up to the gym because you get the people who want to do it love doing <coughs> it and then all of a sudden they get a victory in their belt and they kind of yeah. oh, you know i can miss today mm-hmm. you know they take the next day off and then all of a sudden that comes in you know they're taking three more days off a week than they normally do mm-hmm. so that definitely puts, uh, that's a mental barrier you have to break too because you're only victorious for that minute that you get that medal yeah. someone else is already training while you're getting that medal to beat you mm-hmm. so it might not happen right now but someone's training somewhere and when you're money. back in the gym after the competing like oh, a week or two i usually or? do a week after the gym just because uh-huh. then you don't want to do something stupid like because you're already maxed out so yeah, yeah your body's probably pretty fried still and usually you're nervous your whole spine and stuff is kind of just off so I do just, you do any kind of like work like any kind of like uh Going to the chiropractor, doing any massages or anything like that? Um, no, just stretching. Just we'll stretching, just huh? Stre- like basic stretching stuff. And I like the foam roller. And that mm. was, a, and that's kind of about it. Because when you're 20, you don't have that much money. So <laughs> David, David's a big massage man. I love massages. Oh, yeah, I do too. I love <laughs> massages. I go, I go to my massage therapist every month. And she goes in there with her sharp ass elbows. And she'll just go wham, oh, all over my best. all over my lower back to my glute to hands to your hammies. Like all my, 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 my tight my parts. She'll just, you know, just go fucking hard on that shit. But uh, uh, so, f- and that was in 2010. And, yeah. and wh- how many competitions do you do like every year then? Um, usually, you really don't want to do more than four to really perform really well. Because after much you start, and so how much do you do? That's I was probably around, you know, four or five. Nothing big, just because you could use one, excuse me, one competition for uh, to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. So you would just use that as part of your workout. So. You would make that your deadlift day, and then yeah, you'd finish with the numbers you'd want for your that day for the workout, mm-hmm. and then you would just go to the back and you'd finish like your speed set. So then you could actually make that your workout, so your body doesn't think it was trying to max out. Mm. So you kind of trick your body a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, just four or five times was, was kind of what I was doing. Four or five times a year you would compete. Yeah, but for me, because I was a junior, so it made it a little bit easier. So you would do for the juniors class and you would compete in the men's open. So you can, because you could do both. So okay. so you would get two competitions in one. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I got you. So, and so so what was the age limit for juniors then? Uh, Waddle's 25. Okay. So like you could even be after even uh, even 24, 23, you're still considered a junior. Yeah, they uh, they let you go till 25 at the tested one. Okay, so. test the tested one. Yeah, the tested competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not, not more often. Like how uh, often did you get tested? Uh, eight times. Total eight times. Model. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, at Worlds, I got tested twice. Never got caught, huh? <laughs> you know how it is. So. You know how it is. <laughs> just gotta play the game. Uh, so I mean, I mean, so yeah, it's a whole thing. And then for the people that are out there that are listening to this shit, it's a whole, like 
the whole powerlifting thing is just so much shit that you have to do and get done you know when it comes to training and just it's a whole entire lifestyle right yeah. it's just like you gotta you gotta eat all day if you're trying to get bigger like eight those to big ten thousand calories this man was yeah. eating so it's so all day long you're thinking about food either you want food or you don't want food because you just ate uh-huh. and that's only for lifting and then you're throughout the day thinking of trying to be not lazy but finding ways to make your body work less so like just because mm. just standing you're, you're burning out your legs so if you have a leg day that day you really don't want to be standing all day so you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out ways to sit or do something that's not as impactful on your legs because you're standing around all day just adds a little fatigue to yeah. your squat session at night uh-huh. which if you're off you know if you lose five percent of your squat well if you're squatting you know 500 pounds that's 25 pounds you just lost off yeah that kind of adds up uh-huh. so uh and so now well, how old are you now um i think i was 21 when i hit when i went to no how old are you now oh 30 so you're 30 now so you've been powerlifting for about what about 13 years now yeah it sounds like you've been powerlifting for 13 years now are you starting to feel the the aches and the pains that <laughs> that <laughs> always yeah. yeah that's always been part of it um i tore my bicep this is yeah i mean it, 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 yeah yeah it's it's a uh, i'm looking at him right now and he has this big giant brace on his uh on his left arm right now yeah so i've had uh four hernia surgeries four hernia what hernia surgeries uh-huh i've had three hernia surgeries actually three mm-hmm. um one they fixed two at one time so i had both left and right and then mm-hmm. center like around my uh belly button replay like all put in the mesh and stuff like that so and then i've had tore my bicep that's just recently and that was doing mm-hmm. I, think I just pulled 500 off the two plates for five sets of five and then so after that i went i started doing rack pulls got 600 held it for 10 seconds and then i put 650 on there and then mm-hmm. pulled it up and pop it just that was it mm. the end of the day <laughs> uh, going home that day and how I, painful was that Oh, extremely painful, and I couldn't move my arm, which was the worst part. So it was just like dead. I just was laying there, and I couldn't lift it up. Was it numb, or you just couldn't move it? I couldn't move it, and it was numb, and it was just tingly through the whole entire top. And then mine was really weird because it didn't ball up right away. It just kind of sagged there, and there was no bruising. Mm -hmm. So it didn't bruise. Nothing happened. That's strange. Yeah, that's and so even when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, well, it doesn't look like a full tear maybe it was a partial tear and then when we got the mri it was torn so he was like yeah i don't know why i didn't roll up so much so well i mean yeah that's know. good right yeah, that that's a good yeah. yeah it helps a lot that because uh-huh. they have to pull the muscle down right to, yeah to be it, able to attach it again yep they have to pull the muscle down didn't you say they had to do something with your tendon yeah i have an achilles <clears throat> tendon now because my tendon that was there it ripped off smooth at the bottom like one clean tear mm-hmm. but all the way up through it was frayed so they, the whole tendon was bad after that they're like you destroyed the whole tendon so the surgery went from two hours to six six hours mm-hmm. and he replaced the whole entire tendon in my arm with uh, the cadaver tendon achilles so with an achilles tendon yeah so 
Yeah, the one. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> Hopefully, that's what, a stronger tendon. That's what I mean, they Hopefully. had one laying around, or like, where did well, like from, where did they get that from? They ordered ahead of time because he was going to oh, use shit. it anyways to wrap around. Because uh-huh. I guess this doctor has a a specific technique he likes to do with it after he puts he drills a hole in your bone and he pulls the tendon through. Okay. And then he'll put it a button on one side and then a screw through it, and then he'll wrap the Achilles tendon around it and sew it in. But this time he's like, well, I didn't have to do that part. So I just put the button in there and attached the whole Achilles tendon. I didn't realize the Achilles tendon was that long. I, apparently it is. And it goes so all the way up your arm? I, From what I understand from what he was saying, I'm not sure. But oh, wow. It's pretty much up as high as it can go. Oh, wow. So how long is, uh, how long is the recovery process? Uh, so for full release is probably from now is five or four months, four and a half months. Four and a half more months? Yeah. What was it in total? Uh, he said uh, five months would be like almost like 95% healed. He said uh-huh. six would be the best, like to be 100% sure. Yeah, tell yeah. him what happened uh, before that, though, like right after what you did and you had to go back in. Oh, yeah, I got uh, a couple seizures. Oh, no. The seizures? Bad. Oh, oh, man. I know about that. <laughs> no, that, that was that Monday. Uh, <laughs> no, so I think, uh, so I have a problem with like, if pain is around or it's like, if it's something that I can work towards, um, pain becomes like a, not an issue, but he had stitches through and he's like, you can work, you know, some movement in your hand and your arm as long. And then if you feel pain, stop. Well, I'm thinking, oh man, I'm helping my healing process. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get some more movement in there. And then I end up tearing two of the stitches down and in to my arm because I was pushing it too far, but I didn't feel it though, because yeah. I was focused on like, all right, let's turn, turn, you know? Uh, and so then when the doctor saw it, he's like, he ripped the stitches out. And so <laughs> I was like, well, you said to go until there's pain. So uh-huh. I didn't stop. And he's like, oh, he was very frustrated at that. Yeah. So he had to dig out, <laughs> dig out the stitches that were like embedded down at the bottom. So that was not pleasant. And he mm. did it all without being under anesthesia. Yeah, you can't. Uh, it's not too bad though. They just cut. It's like just poking and in the skin, and then pull it through underneath your skin because mm-hmm. it's attached to. Apparently, it's attached to at the bottom. They attach a string so that they can pull it through after to help with how it's done. I yeah, guess. yeah. And so those stitches were still attached to it, so he had to pull everything. Sounds painful to through. me. <laughs> so yeah. So so how many uh, injuries have you had? You had the three herniated discs. You had the bicep tear. Well, that's, uh, the hernias were stomach. Okay. So just herniated through the stomach, like your intestines popped through your stomach. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Got those fixed. Um, in football in high school, I broke my arm, and then I had two surgeries on my arm for that. Uh-huh. And then uh, I had an appendix removed once. That was a surgery. And then uh, they thought I had cancer at one point, and they opened it up and took out a sack behind my bladder. Uh-huh. And then when I was first born... Well, like three three weeks in, I think I had intestinal issues, so uh-huh. I had to go in and cut out some of my intestine. And I think that's that's a lot of surgeries. The only thing yeah. I've ever had done yeah. is had my tonsils removed. I yeah. never had I've a surgery. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've been lucky. I haven't had one surgery. I had uh, my my wisdom teeth pulled out. That's, that's, yeah, that's about it. Though. I fractured a rib once and just healed on its own. And I think I rolled an ankle. That's the worst I've ever had. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Keep it that way. Keep it that way. Keep, yes, Except for, for sure. now, uh, uh, my joints are ready to fall apart. Uh-huh. But I mean, my next question was, well, how much longer do you want to keep doing this? Um, 
But that's probably a dumb question to ask you because it seems like your whole entire life you've been, you know, with with uh, uh, going through these uh, uh, physical problems. Yeah, it's just it's a more of a mental issue because every time you come back, it gets harder. You know, there's I could tell like just to be honest, it was like uh, probably like two, three weeks ago. I was just laying in bed. I'm doing rotations on my hand and I'm just crying. Because it's just so frustrating to see, like, know where you were, know what, what's going on, and, you know, just slowly feeling good. Like, I was able to lock out my arm uh-huh. probably two weeks ago, and then just crying because of it, because you just, you know it's going to be a long road. And Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, when you do your first deadlift after this is all over, it's going to be hard. I remember after Double overhand. Double overhand. Are yeah, <laughs> we doing double? It doesn't matter how oh, careful. Is, is, is that how you did it? Mix grip. Mix grip. Yeah. Yep. Always. Told always you, mix grip. Never. It doesn't matter how careful you Never are. Too. When I came back both times from <laughs> tearing a hamstring, I was so stressed out and freaking out, and yep. mm-hmm. and my form went to shit, and I wouldn't go all the way down or this and that yep. because you're you're scared it's going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I mean, one of my tears was pretty bad. My whole leg was purple. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, it came back pretty quick. But still, it's it's miserable, and, and you're freaked out in the gym when you go back. Yeah, it's a yep. total mind fuck, you know. I just it's but yeah. But I've known athletes as well. They got hurt, and they're they're coming back. But it's a it's a it's a mental barrier that yep. they're trying to you know. You know, go over it just because they don't want to get hurt again. Yep. You know, it's a long process. I think uh, some athletes come back and they come back stronger from. And so far, I felt like I've come back decently stronger each time, mm-hmm. or at least because I've changed out. You know, powerlifting. I still powerlift, but I do it a little bit smarter. Uh, okay. So now I'm gonna switch it up to you know just I probably won't be able to do deadlifts like I like anymore. Probably gonna switch to just the double overhand. You know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a little bit safer. On You're going to have arm. to go to sumo now. Uh, no, I can't do sumo. I don't like sumo. Oh, you don't like sumo? No, I'm not a fan of sumo. Dave likes well, sumo. I love, I love sumo. I'll still count it as a deadlift, <laughs> but I think the the con- conventional is kind of the grind kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I can't open my hips up enough to do sumo. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels easier up. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so. It's gonna be a long process before you start getting back to uh, to to training again. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna start doing it a little bit more smarter. Um, see if that works out for you. Uh, and, and then after that, you're gonna start competing again, or you're gonna start, you know, just lifting for fun, or like, what do you think about doing? My goals really now. I've been kind of <clears throat> transitioned to jitsu recently more, and been more excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still injuries there too, but yeah, I want to keep sure. my strength up. So I'm still thinking about, you know, 600 squat, 600 deadlift, and maybe like a 350 bench and keeping staying around there mm-hmm. and still being one of the stronger people in jitsu for, you know, the, the heavy weights. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully I can just maintain that healthily, you know, being healthy and being able to do it for a few reps or. So you're not going to try for 300 pounds anymore no i'm I'm done um but the thing is i think i've this kind of helped me push me into the right direction of like helping people train Mm -hmm. um you know a friend that i've made pretty good pretty good friendship with is uh chuck and i've been training him and i've seen him progress and me showing him his techniques and showing him little tricks that he can do to increase his lifts um he's gone up you know 140 pounds and just his bench or his uh his squat and deadlift combined so 
and that's in you know three months so just telling him switching things up and he was saying he was getting hurt all the time that's so he, a lot yeah, yeah definitely he has the strength already there but he was doing yeah. little form things that were making it mm. so he was you know screwing himself up so you're thinking about transitioning to a coach then huh? yeah it just sounds like it yeah lifting still staying yeah, strong yeah. and you know being able to coach it and show it and then still do my jitsu because mm. i did judo for eight years i'm a brown belt in judo and then wrestling mm. for six so I still did all that stuff for mm -hmm. the time being. And you still compete in judo, right? Uh, judo, I haven't for a while, but I did jitsu uh, nationals last year. Oh, shit. So yeah, that was a fun competition, too. So I got yeah. first in gi and no gi for just blue belt, though, because I'm blue belt. But uh, I got disqualified for being aggressive, I guess, after. Because <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the kid said I was headbutting. Well, because uh -huh. it's the unlimited, so basically it's like the open competition. So you can okay, you can you go against everyone who won first or the top three. They can all be in a pool together, and then so I won my first match, and then my second match was uh, against the kid. You know, nothing's wrong. He just we're he's a wrestler, and I'm a wrestler, and he should know like a heavyweight wrestler. I'm I'm gonna use my head, like that's mm -hmm. about it. And he was putting his head there too, and we're just he said I was headbutting him, but for me that was we're just moving our heads together like yeah you know, we're coming in we're grappling and so he got mad and then so he cursed at me and closed this you know started to come at me like he wanted a real fight uh -huh. and so i shoved him and then he, he kind of fell pretty far backwards so oh he felt the power <laughs> so he got i got he was like oh shit <laughs> yeah so and Did he get disqualified? Oh, he got disqualified okay, too. Good. Okay, well then. But at go. least it was that. But mm -hmm. um, did you win that match? Is that why he was pissed? I, I was not winning. It was like early on in the match too. It was like a minute in. But I definitely was the aggressor in the comp in that match because I kept taking shots. I think I got like two or three shots on him. Oh, so he made he made a uh, he walked towards you and wanted to fight during yeah. the match. Yeah, during the match. So it was definitely he was upset. So that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Man, look at yeah, so that's I want to go with jitsu and you know uh -huh. judo. Keep training that after this, you know, get more involved in that. And I didn't even know they had classes that big, like super heavyweight, like your size. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> there's big guys too. I'm not, big as that. I'm not that big. <laughs> you were what? You, didn't you say you were around 280 when you did that? Yeah, I was at uh, that competition. I was like two. That's pretty big for jitsu. Yeah. I mean, at least from my past experience, yeah. mm. I I feel. I don't know. I, f I like sitting around two two fifty to two seventy five. I feel pretty comfortable and fast still. So yeah. fast is an understatement. This guy can run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, he's all around. Sounds like you know he's all around athlete. So I mean, should be able to do all that stuff. Yeah. Even with, I mean, with, with a football background and yeah, um, I did some track too in high school. That was where I met D actually. It was because mm -hmm. his son ran track and I ran track with him and they're like I guess he's D was like look at that white boy run <laughs> so they, that was when I, my first introduction ever to D before weight training that was like my coach from before mm -hmm. what sport haven't you done basketball yeah I'm not good at basketball you're not good, I'm at, not basketball? good at basketball at all no <laughs> I like contact sports um, uh -huh. I just don't like getting punched on the head so that's why I don't do UFC stuff uh. I really don't like getting I see those people get kicked and need and I thought you said you liked that the other day. No, I like I like fighting. Like I like the whole aspect of it. Like yeah. but I don't like the 
that whole just getting kneed in the face like completely like that's just and I see people eat it and I'm but like, you uh, probably but I mean if you were a UFC fighter if you were an MMA fighter you, you guys probably just use your wrestling take them down yep and then you just start doing your jujitsu right there. Yeah, that's a, that's what I need to do or something. That you need to take him to the ground. And maybe standing up, you know, <laughs> yeah, doing definitely w- not standing right up. in his face. Somebody's in, in somebody's face. Yeah, probably not the best. Nope. But maybe yeah, take him down, get him to the ground, use your power. Done, UFC, dude. UFC would be good for Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> let's start training. Let's go. Awesome. Didn't you say you knew Mir? <laughs> uh, yeah, he trains at uh, Robert Drysdale. He knows Frank Mir. You could have him train you. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> bro. They train there at that gym for mm-hmm. Robert Drysdale's gym. So that's it's a big gym. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll just stick to the judo and res- or, uh, judo wrestling and uh, jiu-jitsu mostly. Mm-hmm. So. Well, who knows, man? You fucking take over uh, the powerlifting world. I mean, <laughs> who knows uh, what's next? You said your goals are now is you know just heal up from this thing, and uh, uh, maybe start coaching, concentrate on the judo, uh, judo, the the jujitsu. Uh, but that's pretty much it with uh, powerlifting, then, huh? Well, I'll say around Com- comp- uh, competing, competing probably, yeah, because uh, I just don't <laughs> see myself getting those numbers with pulling with uh, du- mm. double overhand. I just don't have a great grip for when I grab around the bar. Usually mm. there's still a bit, little bit of space. Have you so. tried hook grip? Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to try and train. But <laughs> Once uh, your thumb goes numb, then you can yeah. hold whatever weight you want. <laughs> Brutal. Just getting to that yeah. point hurts. I've done that shit with 135, dude. I was like, nope, nah, yep. I'm not doing this shit, dude. I'm <laughs> not doing this shit again. Times, you got to no, like, wrap oh. your thumb, and then you just got to... Yeah. Just got to get used to it. It's like those guys that get kicked in the shins all the time. They get yep. used to it eventually. Eventually, it will get there, but I just, I don't know. I've tried it a couple times, and I'll probably mm. just, after I get to where I can't hold it no more, I'll throw some wrist wraps on and mm. get, finish it off that way. But I just don't see myself pulling over over 700 double over. So you can yeah. always just do be a specialist, just do squat or bench or one or the other. Yeah, but that's my love was deadlift. That's, that's, that's deadlift, literally, <laughs> yeah, that's literally deadlift. What it was. Well, yeah, yeah, deadlift was this thing, man. Ugh. But I mean, uh, I want to say uh, uh, thank you for coming on, my man. Uh, I, I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, it was uh, inspiring, and to, and to see what you've been going through, man. Uh, keep it up and I can't wait to uh, see what else you got uh, going on and maybe we'll all, all three of us can uh, work out together one day. I'd yeah, love definitely. to see him train you to yeah. lift heavy. Yeah, man. Let's <laughs> oh there boy. Should have just stopped right there. <laughs> but uh, is, is, there, uh, is there anything you want to promote? Anything you want to... Uh, any of your socials or anything that you... Uh, any shout outs to anybody? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. No, it's you're good. This is this good. It's been good and been pretty fun here. So thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. So let me thank my guests, Sam and Garrett, for coming on to the show. I appreciate you guys for for coming on and doing this with me. And I also would like to thank the artists that let me use their music on this episode. For the intro music, Lemon Yellow Haze. And for the outro music, Misery Slims. And I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys can go ahead and check out their music. 
And I will also leave links in the show notes for our socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under the same name, Unload the Bar. And you guys can subscribe to the show, rate it, review it, share it. We are all pretty much all the podcast apps out there. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the major ones. And if you we are not and on one of the podcast apps that you like to listen to, let me know and I'll get right on it. And you guys can also shoot us an email. Unload the bar at gmail.com. Send us questions, feedback. Negative or positive, it doesn't matter as long as you guys are letting me know what you guys want out of the show. And I'll talk to you guys next week.